the ramifications of being a cleric of the god of death, are you allowed to bring people back to life? No. It, well, what does the god of death really want, though? Because you can still cast resurrection as a cleric spell, but does your god just get, like, angry? Is he just like, hey? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's cheating. Dude, that, that's all I got is death. Why are you trying to take that away from me? Like, or is, is it like, oh, I'll give you this one as a favor? Is the god of death just a dealer? <laughs> First one's free. Just dealing death. <laughs> Next one, you gotta pay $10,000 worth of diamond dust for. Mm. <sighs> Hi. And we're back. Welcome to the Roll for Insanity podcast. <laughs> I really have to stop the recording ahead of time. Yeah, well. I know. I know it's my fault. I'm the one to push play. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. Uh, today, we have myself, Kevin, and we have Joey with us. Hello. We have Bree with us. Hello. We have Ryan with us. Hello. And last but mostly least, we have Clay with us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's not here. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we appreciate your listenership. And uh, for all of our new listeners, welcome. And uh, sit back and uh, enjoy our, our craziness. New l- listeners, this episode is dedicated to you. Mm. And, um, our readers. and our readers. And our readers. <laughs> Especially our readers. You make one mistake, I'm saying. It's that. never going away. Yeah, it's never going, going away. Continue. I'm going to continue this episode dedication bit until the day I die. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to uh, start printing stuff just so that we have readers. That'll teach you. Well, guys. I mean, that would at least give us a visual medium for all the visual jokes we keep making. So That's true. Well, and that's, you know, that's on us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, um, this edition, we um, we were going to kind of throw out some of the mechanics of the game. And um, we had, in the last episode, uh, the, uh, the infamous grapple uh, conundrum that uh, we ran into. And with uh, Ryan being probably the most uh, versed in 5e, uh, being a DM, um, and even myself, um, though more comfortable and much more uh, in my comfort zone with uh, 3.5, we made a an error in our last campaign. Um, we had somebody grappled, and uh, in my mind, the grapple in 3.5 uh, pretty much limits any action. They have to break free of the grapple. Poor uh, Clay had no clue. and Grapple's uh, dumb. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a little broken in... in uh, Fifth edition, do anything. but yeah, it, uh, what we were looking for was the disarm action. Right, that's <laughs> what we should have gone with. Uh, actually, or just full out kill. That probably would have worked too, but Stupid. we didn't know that would, that was even a possibility. I Is guess. Is retcon a feat? <laughs> <laughs> that's lucky. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, hey, can, can you use lucky just real quick? <laughs> Roll back a few turns. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to time travel, please. <laughs> but yeah, that would be nice. So. This episode, we thought we would talk more about uh, mechanics and, uh, you know, what you you really should know what uh, your different actions are. 
uh, and nothing on Clay because uh, Brian and I, both experienced players, uh, blew it. Um, we didn't realize that uh, our non-action would have the implication that it has. Uh, Joey's literally trying to kill us off. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? You know, but also on Clay. Yeah, with gnomes, yeah, no less. Gnome. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a more honorless death. <laughs> All right. I like snow. I'm imagining it. <laughs> All right. That that horn was probably for rats, you know. So we're yeah, gonna we're die gonna get eaten rats. by a, a trillion rats. A you guys haven't even discovered the the were rats yet. So. Oh no! Oh. Oh. Not what the were rats. Gnomes. No. <laughs> oh man. So that brings us uh, to discussion about um, you know what what do you do when you're you're getting ready for play, and uh, how many of us will sit down and go through all of the the, the books. Me. Maybe yeah. Spencer. I don't even think you do. I know Spencer does. I read 3.5 cover to cover, but I haven't read 5e. Yeah, that's, you know, Weak. that's... And the thing is, is if there's a lot of it, that if you're not a particular race or, you know, class, there, there's no reason to, you know, really know that. And the thing mm-hmm. is, a lot of the actions are in the DMG now instead of the player's handbook. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I get that you don't want them to be... You know, playing as uh you know like in the in the knowledge of like the dm uh you know what they refer to as metagaming by knowing everything and 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 i think it does bring an element of uh, surprise and that's the way that we would learn in the real world you know we would try something and it doesn't work it's like dang okay i'm not going to do that again and uh, all three of us know now that that grapple is pretty much nothing except to keep somebody from running away that's basically it um yeah, I think the main reason they didn't list all of the actions in the player's handbook and that they're like less commonly known is that they're more encouraging the players to say something like, oh, can I like hold his hand still so that he doesn't blow the horn, right? So you get your intent across, and then the burden is then on the DM to say, okay, which of these rules in the DMG best fits that action? And so then you'd look at grapple and you'd be like, okay, this isn't quite what they're going for, but you know, maybe you could do like a modified grapple where you, they can still move maybe at like half speed, but they can't use like whatever is in their hands or something. So I think it's intended so that the players have more freedom by just being able to say, I want to do this. And then more just offering a potential option for that in the dungeon master guide. And I think that in the vein of IE, the reason that the the fifth edition was designed was for immediate play. And you know, Bree, have you found that you know playing in Five E is is easy enough that pretty much anybody could do it with a little bit of help? Yes. Because I think, so. I, I think that's I think that's where the difference is. Um, you know, three point five. You know, there would be hours and hours and hours of you know pre character. You know, design, and you know, and I have to admit, I think it's changed a little with uh, the way that the video games of today and and the action games and the games for the PC. Everybody is looking to you know they want that uh, uh, max character. Everything has to be maxed out. Uh, there's no flaws. There's no character flaws. Where I think Five E has started to bring some of that back in. It you know it uh, even in the book it gives you some suggested flaws. Right, based be- off your background. Right, right, because I mean you know that the, having you know what do you guys call that? Uh, 
Mary Sue. Yeah, well, no. Perfect when, character. Yeah. Well, we used to call them Midnight. dungeon crawlers. It's the guys oh, that... Oh, munchkins. No, the ones that did, all they want to do is just churn yeah, and get the money. Min Max. Oh, yeah. Murder hobos. That's it. Min Max. Oh, yeah. Min Max. Yeah. <laughs> Munchkin is a term for Min Max. Okay, yeah, so that's what it is. One. And that's, you know, and I think that's what a lot of the, you know, that's that's what they play for. They want their character to be absolutely perfect. That, I think that takes away from the role playing. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's part of it. And I think you're right that, you know, this does put a little more burden on the, the DM. Sorry, Joey. Okay. Well, I, I think that's just a necessity. No matter what system that you use, either the burden's going to be on the player or the DM. And no matter which way you shift it, like if you make it easier on the player, it's going to be harder on the DM and vice versa. I don't think that there's ever a place where it's going to be easy for both of them because the more agency and freedom you give to the players and the less they have to worry about, the more like number crunching and having to deal with mechanics the DM is going to have to handle. And I think that the the switch to 5e, I think Wizards honestly wanted to bring the DMs from 3.5 out and have them start, you know, bringing in new people. And the way to do it was to make it a simplified end, you know, for the characters. You know, that way they can get into it right away. Again, you know, I think a lot of the the role-playing, is lost on a lot of the the newer campaigns and I would like to see them bring in more I think our is uh, our campaigns have been pretty much all role playing um, I think that you know every one of the characters here you know it has been built pretty solidly flaws and all and I think that you know I think as we're coming in, I mean this is the first one I've had where there's actually there's friction in the the party but they're functioning yeah yeah, it's like a dysfunctional family. It really is. It, it to the point where it's almost. I don't know how we're still functioning as we are. On a hope and a prayer, and a lot of lies and deceit, <laughs> and, and the <laughs> promise of going to jail if any one of us lives up. That's right. But <laughs> jail I mean, or death, you know, same thing. I, but I think that we have done a pretty good job of that. But I, I think that the the way that they've designed the five E, and like I said, I'm you know I love three point five. And, you know, at first I thought, well, they've dummied everything up in 5e, but I kind of understand it. Some of that, it, they, they still have lumped stuff together that I would like to see separated again. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can live with that. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, the mechanics aren't that big to me when I'm DMing. I, I, the storyline is what drives everything. But in that, what, what do you guys think? Um, Clay, Bree, as new players, newer players. I know, Clay, you've been around for a while. You've played a couple sure. of games. And Bree, you know, this is like your second campaign. But what do you, do you think, the you know, besides the grapple, which we all goofed on, <laughs> but uh, have the I'm mechanics, not. you know, I mean, you seem to have picked up on them pretty well. Yeah. You know? And I think you've done really well. And, and you've helped Austin, too. That's the other thing. I know that you've had to kind of come along Awesome, because he's never played before. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, you know, luckily, I, I don't even know what character, what class he is. He's a sorcerer, but I don't know what subclass he is. Yeah, no, so. He does. <laughs> of course I do. I know exactly <laughs> right <laughs> off the top yeah. of my head right now. And then I, tell us when he's done pausing for a few minutes. <laughs> I'll you tell d- you when he tells you. That's right. Yes. So, I mean, you know, we don't have to know, but, you know, things like that. We you might know, never find out. Like. Well, honestly, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, he, and I would honestly say that he has not played like a normal no. person would play a sorcerer. 
No, but I think he fit his character I well. That's yeah, what I'm did. saying. I mean, I think, see, he already gets it. See, that's where I think this is where 5e it stands out because it seems to bring out, you know, the, the actual play in, you know, the your players. Yeah. So. The, the play and role play. When I hear you yeah. guys talk about uh, 3.5 and 5e, to me, I get the impression that 3.5 is a lot more thorough and has a lot more rules for both the players and the DMs. And it, I can sometimes get the impression that if I knew any of 3.5, I would be able to keep up more with 5e. Well, from my perspective of that, from what I understand of 3.5, 3.5 is kind of like what Latin is to English, where it's the 5e kind of evolved from 3.5. So if you understand 3.5, you'll understand the vast majority of 5e but there are going to be some changes that kind of just throw you for a loop. Yeah, I think that's a really good um, comparison, actually. Um, so, like, you know, if you've only ever played 3.5 and you go into a 5th edition campaign without, like, reading up on anything, obviously you're going to be lost. A lot of things are going to be different. You aren't going to be able to play perfectly. But is a lot of the core mechanics going to be the same? Yeah. Like, if the DM asks you, you know, what your AC is, you'll know what that is and, like, how that applies to the situation. Or if they ask for, like, your, like, uh, what's a skill that stayed the same? Like, stealth? Good question. No, stealth used to be move silently and hide. Acrobatics. Nope, acrobatics used to be, like, five skills separately. (laughs) Knowledge. Uh, Well, knowledge... (laughs) Arcana. Yeah, Everything is different. Multiple knowledge <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So, like, basically, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff. Like, the knowledge transfers over, but it's not a perfect knowledge. Like, you can definitely see with my dad, who's very familiar with 3.5 and just now getting into fifth edition, there will be things that catch him up, um, where he'll like, you know, reference something from 3.5, and it's like, nope, that's not the same <laughs> anymore. <laughs> But then, like, um, on the same, like, page, you could also go backwards. I think if you have a good grasp of 5th edition, you could probably go to 3.5 without too much trouble. It's basically just a lot more numbers um, and, like, keeping track of bonuses. But, like, your character sheet does it all for you, ultimately. So as long as you keep a tidy ship, like, not too hard to understand. Okay. I p- will probably do that because for a while I thought I have to read on 3.5 and then sort of forget half of what I know so that I can keep up with 5e. But I think I'll j- I'd rather just work backwards. You're you're better off to do because uh, honestly I don't think they're going to go back um, unless you get some hardcore players. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like me, I like 3.5. Mm-hmm. But you know that was before. Uh, Xanthar's before what's the other the guy with the, the monster Tullos, yeah and all these other <laughs> compendiums that have come up and see I mean just by the look on your face <laughs> Bree's looking at me like you're, you're huh? speaking what Latin again but these are different books that came about through right. Wizards of the Coast and they're you know they're still core but uh, Xanthar's was more like uh, as Joey's friend. They come from straight from the sandbox and go into Xanthar's. I mean, that's uh, basically how they did most of them. Um, that way, they kind of, you know, the Wizards was, they're trying to keep it, you know, fresh and, and, and shake things up. So you have all these other books. Now you go back to, you know, 
like I said, when I started AD&D, you had a Dungeon Master's Guide that was about you know, about the size of a Sears Wish Book, and I know nobody here knows what that is. But any of the old you know, the old turds that are out there listening to the, the podcast, you'll you'll know and you'll feel the you know the, the memories coming back. But uh, it was it was the, by far the biggest book. The character um, players book was, I mean, it was significant too. But uh, you know, horrible. Um, illustrations I mean it was just you know they were pretty bad back in the day they didn't care because this was all you know I mean pretty much all theater of the mind that's the way it worked but I would say that it now I can't see anybody going backwards you know I don't think that 3.5 is really going to do you much good I say stay with 5e because honestly I don't see that changing anytime in the near future um they've really hit the sweet spot with this um, the growth of D&D in and of itself has been tremendous in the last year or two. Um, 5e's been around, I don't even know how many how many years now. Uh, a handful? Yeah, but it's, you <laughs> know. Some. Yeah, but it, you can see that it has really uh, picked up the entire, the pace, uh, you know. And you've got people that, like, you know, I, I always say that, you know, it's, it's not just a game for nerds anymore. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, when I was playing, you never said that because you were the geek in the basement, you know, living with your mom when you were 30. You know, I mean, that was just kind of the stigma that went along with it. Now you have the Mad Mercers and, you know, all these other, these superstars that are coming out and, you know, saying, you know, how cool it is. And so now it is cool, you know. I think being a nerd just became cool at some point. Yeah. You know, I don't think anything's changed about the core base. I think it's just not right. Lame nerd culture just became anymore. mainstream. Yeah, yeah, between yeah, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. I mean, you know, all of a sudden that you know, being a nerd was pretty cool because, dang, damn it, they make a lot of money. You know, and they've got <laughs> some prestige. I mean, seriously, everybody in the world knew who Steve Jobs was. Everybody in the world still knows who Bill Gates is. Um, you know, there are some. You know, there are some perks to it, um, and you know. <laughs> we can fix your phones and your computers. So, you know, there is a plus to that. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, as for like, um, the original question, like learning 3.5, I wouldn't even bother unless you know a DM who's going to run a 3.5 game because ooh, ooh, that's me. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you're running you're 5e. Yeah, I know. I, I have. I was going to ask. This wasn't Silas Adventure. Yes, yeah. that was 5e. Yeah. And trust me, porting a character from 5th edition to 3.5 would not no. be fun. No. Especially because some of the classes don't even exist in 3.5. Right. Or, well, at least in the like core books. Um, yeah, that was something I wanted to talk about, too, is you were talking about how Xanathars and Mordekainens and Volos... Uh, offers like additional play material for fifth edition, but that actually existed in spades in 3.5. Um, you had like ugh, a bunch of books that you could pull from. They weren't all core, but there were a lot that were commonly accepted. Um, so, for instance, you have books like um, what's it called, the Libra Mortis or something like that, the Book of the Dead. Uh, which was an entire source book that was just focused around necromancy for 3.5. And so that brought new classes, new spells, um, new prestige classes, all that kind of stuff. And then you have like the advanced player's handbook, which offered new classes, um, new items, new races, etc. And so you kind of have those source books in 3.5 too. Um, but like 5th edition, they're much more commonly accepted. Um, 
And so, yeah, like, you know, if you wanted to make your min-maxed character in 3.5, you could pull from, like, six or seven different books and have, like, the perfect build with a bunch of things that were never meant to be integrated together being, like, completely broken. But in 5th edition, you have all of these materials that are being released with the other ones in mind for balance. And so, you know, you could have your, like, four or five different source books with, like, core... Um, and then like, uh, you know, Adventurer's Guide to Wildmount, Sword Coast Adventure Guide, uh, Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, and like Xanathar's, and it would still be fine. You could pull from all of those, and it would just be equally balanced no matter what. They've just set it up in a way where the additional materials that they've included um, just work a lot better with the other ones in mind. You don't have issues of like blending overpowered like perks from one class or some multi-class between like two different source books and it just being ridiculously strong or too weak so i think that you kind of hit the nail on the head with them kind of wanting to release new and interesting content as they go forward but they're doing it in such a way that's really smart that doesn't break the game the more that they release i agree and in in breed, you know the all these books that we're you know referring to. Um, if you ever want, I think we have most of them. And if you ever want to borrow some, that's a good way. I mean, <clears throat> you could spend an entire paycheck, you know, buying all these books. They're they're mm-hmm. very expensive. That uh, uh, what's that new online one? D and D Beyond, I think, is the one oh, that. Yeah. That's a that's a really good one, especially for the younger crowd who is very familiar with everything being electronic. Yeah, if you're going to play online, D&D Beyond is a really good resource yeah. because um, you can buy your books through there. And once you have the source books, you can uh, like automatically import that material onto a character sheet that the website handles. So if you're going to be playing a lot on like Roll20 or if you're going to have like a computer with you when you're going to your session... Um, D&D Beyond is definitely a really good option. But not necessary. You know, I mean, seriously. And I think going back to the, um, you know, having all these different, uh, you know, possibilities back in 3.5, I think that that tends to be more tamed by the, the Dungeon Master. I think the DM, you know, the ones that are playing 3.5 are going to be more... And I, I hate using the word purist, but the ones that were, you know, this is the way I play. This is the way I'm always mm-hmm. going to play. And those DMs don't allow it. I think the DMs that allow uh, 5e, uh, you know, then that they're comfortable with it. They're also more comfortable with a lot of the homebrew and stuff like that, you right. know, and they're, they're willing to, you know, let things go and, you know, and open up their world. And that's fine because that's what I said. You've got to find a group that you're comfortable playing with. And if you're not comfortable, then go find somebody else. I mean, because that you know that's what it comes down to. Uh, usually, if you're friends, it, it works out pretty well. You know, um, even I wouldn't the, call us friends. Yeah, I was. I, I, I <laughs> use that lightly. Yeah. I use that lightly. But uh, it's a safe place. now, Joey, are you, what is your background? Are you only five E, or um, have you played three point five? I started by reading the three point five books a little bit. Okay, but I've only played five E. And uh, I, th- I think five uh, E is probably a little bit better to get into, and I think it's I think it's ultimately better because it's like you said, it's a lot more broad, so it's like it's a little bit easier to balance if you do want to bring like cert- like homebrew or like ho- house rules. Like you even bring some mechanics in three point five E if you wanted to. Yeah, it's fairly easy to integrate uh, certain rulings. It's a lot more for um, 
So you you started reading 3.5, but you actually have never played 3.5. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I, I it, it, there's not enough difference. I think you would all feel very comfortable jumping into a 3.5. There just wouldn't be a lot of. Um, I don't want to say creativity, but I mean, it kind of, they're very limited in the, the classes, the races. I mean, they, you know, there's very limited in what they used to allow. Now that's not to say that somebody couldn't take a 3.5 campaign and, and, you know, completely turn it into a homebrew. I just think that those that are, you know, I, they're going to be older, you know, like I said, most of them are probably going to be, you know, maybe my age, 10 years, my junior, you know what I mean? But they're going to be older. They're going to be very kind of set in their way. You know, they're, you know, Guy Gax is, you know, uh, where you guys know who Guy Gax is, but that's about it. I mean, you know, he was still around, you know, when we were playing, you know, which is kind of a weird thing because, you know, he, he was alive and, you know, he was still, (laughs) no way. It's not just a myth, but it, it was a little bit different, you know, and then, you know, you youngins, you know, this is, this is new, but I think this is a good thing. I mean, Joey is doing really well as a DM. He feels very comfortable in 5e and that's, you know, that's what you want. And again, do you know everything, Joey? I, I know nothing actually. And I've been lying <laughs> this entire time. And you know what though? Your, your campaign has run flawlessly and we would have never known other than the fact that you admit to it. And well, you need yeah. to stop doing that. I wouldn't say flawlessly. Well, let's throw well, the bone. It's his first one. Grapple. On, yeah. No, no. The grapple, that I was mean, our fault. That was your mechanic. But, yeah, I mean, he could have interpreted our intentions as what he, we wanted it to be. Well, but, you know, no, it's like a wish. Grapple. It's I like a wish. Grapple. You know, you got to be very careful in what you, you yeah, know, what Joey you say you're going to do. Yeah, is a read as written person, not a read as intention. If you want to do something, say it. He did tell us that. He told us up front that he's very strict and he's going to go by the, you know, by the letter and he has and that's okay you know, we'll, we'll we'll enjoy the next campaign very soon yeah he's also expressed a, a little bit of a a regret in throwing us so deep into his campaign so yeah soon. yeah tell yeah. us about that joey i i i kind of kind of <laughs> threw you guys in the deep end and with weights tied on because you're in the you're in the middle <laughs> of weights. like two major gangs in a semi-dystopian future and you guys it's just very. You have to be very careful, and you guys haven't been very careful yet. Uh, <laughs> we haven't been careful at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. I've and been careful. You've been careful, but you don't know how to shoot apparently for a sniper, no, which, <laughs> <is, yeah. laughs> which kind of sucks. You got to start yeah, us off I in might, the easy place. I might man. have literally everything going for <laughs> me, but it doesn't matter if I can't roll above a nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, we have more dice in jail than probably, you know, most people have in their, their arsenal. But yeah. Except well, for Clay. He's rolled really I fast. am magic. I don't yeah. know what the deal is. I he mean, he can it. dance. He can, you know, he has <laughs> yeah. deceit uh, at Any every roll that matters works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, I roll terribly. Well, you're out of jail, and poor Austin's not. That tells That's you true. where the rolls were. Yeah. yeah. So... And then, Bree, we're, we're hoping to get you in this one real quick because that would be fun. As a matter of fact, we're yeah. going to wrap up this in just a few minutes, and then we are going to jump into that campaign. And I so, remember my name. What's your name, yeah, what Bree? <laughs> so, Allegra. again, I'm a bard, not a druid. I'm a bard, half-elf bard, and my name is Allegra. Allegra. Like nice. Not sponsored. Not sponsored, <laughs> not the medicine. <laughs> She has a rival bard named Clarendon. <laughs> 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 
not sponsored by so Claire. Re- not so sponsored. that's my name. <laughs> you know, it would have been, been really funny if you'd come in and, and dress like a druid, the headdress and everything. Yeah. And then whipped out a you know your mandolin or whatever and start start singing. <laughs> people would have. You can be a tribal bard. Yeah, yeah. people just yeah. Been, been very confused. Go crazy. <laughs> I have an insane artificer that can't speak common. That's pretty fun. Artificer, oh, yeah. I hardly knew her. Yeah, that would no. be fun. No, there's uh, Joey's <laughs> playing a character in one of my campaigns, and he's like, it says that I have three languages. Do I have to take common? And I'm like. No, <laughs> and so and so he speaks three languages, none of which uh, he's used besides his native language. He's playing a Vidalcan. Um, yeah, it's a fifth edition race from I believe uh, Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. Um, I think so. If you're wrong, you're letting the whole world down. Otherwise, it's <laughs> Sorry, otherwise it's the Theros <laughs> source book. Uh, it's one of the Magic the Gathering ones. Anyway, um, and so nobody else in the party speaks Vidalcan, um, which means that Joey has to say everything that he wants to say through a translator, which is played by me. And so, you know, Joey could be swearing his head off, and then it has to go through Carl, his good friend and translator, who he hates. And Carl goes... Oh, uh, hey guys, um, Borville, uh, he said that, um, maybe you guys should go over there. (laughs) And meanwhile, Borville is shouting like an angry Russian man, but not Russian, Vidalkin. I can't believe your character's a falcon. That's crazy. Uh, maybe we go back to (laughs) 3.5. Let's just go back to It was simpler, simpler life. Let's the just, good old days. Let's just go back Clay, to before D&D and don't, we'll just tell stories. Don't, don't yeah. tease me like that. <laughs> just mad live it. <laughs> yeah, we should, uh, y- you know, the thing is I was looking to see if I could find those books uh, like on eBay, you know, because I mean, they're, they're definitely out of print. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those things are ridiculously priced now. The, I can I only mean, imagine how much those things cost. I'll do anything in my power to go to keep from going back to a game where tobacco <laughs> is a thing. Yeah. Um, so. It's okay. Thacko, for the uninitiated, <laughs> is the AC of zero, which is basically. What? Um, you, a- you actually wanted, I believe, a lower armor class. You did. In second edition or AD&D. Um, it's a whole thing. It's not worth explaining. It's way more confusing than how yeah, AC the, works now. The lower wow. the AC, the better. So wow. yeah, okay. It can yeah. So dumb. And natural ones or crits. Yeah. No. Is upside no. down. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> a natural one has always been a natural one. <laughs> the uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's one of the things that has stayed. Um, but that's up for interpretation too. That's another one that. Uh, we probably need to do a whole session on is uh, you know, the, the crits. Oh, crits, yeah. Uh, the way sometimes the way that some people interpret them, you know, it well, it depends. I mean, again, it it, it falls down to, you know, what is your DM, you know, allow what is his, per, you know, perception of you know a natural, you know, twenty and a natural one. Uh, some people, you know, will, will argue that it should be catastrophic and, you know, and I didn't see anywhere in my time in the DMs book where it says it's catastrophic. Um, I use it as a, a point where you can make something, you know, either miraculous or hysterical happen. And I, I tend to go with hysterical on both ends, you know, yeah, you still get the outcome, you know, but, uh, 
you know, you throw the hatchet, you miss them completely. However, it strikes a, an upper branch, which breaks off. Uh, an apple falls off, it rolls down, you know, and uh, it, it sticks. Rube Goldberg. I'm right, yeah. exactly, <laughs> you know. And it, you still get it. Oh, but it, the apple hits the guy, you know, one of his henchmen in the head. He, you know, fires his crossbow, you know, striking, you know, the boss in the heart. Uh, you still get the, the, you know, the required outcome. But some people go, you know, I mean, like a critical one. Uh, like I said, that can be a whole thing, but you know, yeah. the, where, you know, you, not only do you miss, you know, you, you shoot it rico ricochets, the, you know, the bolt separates into three and you kill three of your friends. That, that's yeah. catastrophic. That's, you <laughs> know, let's, let's mean, talk about yeah. that for a second. Uh, I don't know how long we can go. Cause I could talk about like crits for hours. Yeah. And we're, we're almost on the, like, we're, we're almost at the end here. You know what we should do? Let's, let's keep that. We'll, let's bring we'll, that we'll put up. put a pin in that. We'll bring it up in the next time. Because, yeah. Uh, I, I just really want to talk about um, <laughs> players where they're trying to jump across a hundred foot chasm and they're like, look, I rolled a nat 20 on my jump check. And it's like, I don't care how high you rolled. You aren't going to be able to jump a hundred feet <laughs> horizontally <laughs> bet the dice says otherwise yes. it's a one in 20 chance you guys right that you I mean, roll a 20 or a one that's not that rare in any no and, it, and, and it, it doesn't allow you to break the laws of physics right it, yeah. it like i said unless your dm is one of those that everything you know that is possible and miraculous you know events can occur well don't even get me started on the fact that you can't crit on a skill check but you know <gasps> what okay. bum, 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 bum. Uh, yeah, well that's that literally is about about uh, about our time, we're having to wrap it up here. But uh, so, again, uh, tune in next week where we'll talk about critical hits and failures. It'll be critical. Yeah, it, it will. <laughs> <laughs>